you know, when it comes to when it comes to basketball, I'm a huge fan of winners. And not not just any kind of winners. Well, as I, as I've said in earlier episodes concerning the NBA, you know, there are players that are regular season players, okay? They they do well in the regular season, they look good, play well, you know, but you know, they don't, they're not really going to do anything when it comes later on. And then you have the playoff, you know, playoff players. Okay? And then you have the, you know, you have finals level players. So that's where you separate. So playoffs is where you separate the men from the boys. And then the finals is where you separate, you know, legends from men. Okay? So... You know, when I when I hear things about certain players not doing, you know, certain certain players being satisfied and excited about, you know, winning a gold medal or, you know, things like that. It I have to admit it irks me because Well, let me let me preface with this. People people play professional sports for many reasons. Or let me just let me just say any career. People people can do any career for any number of reasons. Um some is the pay. Some is because that's what they're passionate about. Some is because it's what they're good at. Some it's because of the benefits. Some it's because of the schedule. Some you know, there there are many, many, many reasons. If you asked a hundred people, just forget the occupation. If you just asked a hundred people, you know, why did you choose your job? Or why did you choose your specific career? You may get a hundred different answers. I don't know. But there there are many reasons that people do certain things with their careers and their jobs. But... You know, so the same the same goes with professional athletes. Football, soccer, baseball, basketball, uh, rugby, cricket, golf. There, you know, many many sports. And there are different reasons that these you know players do certain things. So Bradley Beal, this is from ESPN. This is by Brian Windhorst. Bradley Beal and Tobias Harris are the latest to a draw from Team USA. Okay? Now, their reasons, their reasons, you know, are their own. But here's, I have, I have multiple points I'm going to make on this. Let me just go through the article. Bradley Beal and Tobias Harris have withdrawn from playing with Team USA in the World Cup this summer. Team USA Managing Director Jerry Colangelo told ESPN. In addition, number one overall pick Zion Williamson plans to skip taking part in Team USA training camp playing for the select team, sources said. The select team is a roster of younger players who help prepare the senior team. Williamson is focusing on preparing for New Orleans Pelicans training camp. Beal and his wife are expecting their second son during World Cup preparation and competition. Well, congratulations to the Beal family. That's, that's awesome. Uh, which led to the decision, Agent Mark Bartlestein said. Harris plans to focus on his upcoming season with the Philadelphia 76ers. 
stars Kevin Love and Damian Lillard are on the roster but haven't yet reached a final decision, Colangelo said. All-star guard Kemba Walker remains committed to the team, Agent Jeff Schwartz said. Guard Kyle Lowry had surgery on his thumb last week but plans to play, sources said. In recent days, Team USA has made contact with a number of possible replacement players, including Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, and Aaron Gordon. Colangelo said he hopes to know in the next few days who will be playing. Training camp starts August 5th in Las Vegas. The official 12-member roster will be announced on August 17th, which I believe is a, f- I believe that's a Friday or a Saturday. I'm not sure. Six players have withdrawn from Greg Popovich's roster in the last two weeks. Joining Beal and Harris in pulling out have been Anthony Davis, James Harden, Eric Gordon, and CJ McCollum. History would indicate this is nothing new. This is part of our process, said Colangelo, who noted that the team had 12 new players for the 2010 World Cup in Turkey and 11 new players for the last World Cup in Spain in 2014. We're blessed with a lot of talents and we're very deep. We'll take the cards that we are dealt. The event runs September 1st through the 15th, but Team USA is spending a week in Australia playing exhibition games before going to Asia. The Americans opened with the Czech Republic in Shanghai on September 1st. Agents and sources close to players describe two primary reasons players have been withdrawing. One is a change in the World Cup schedule, pushing it back a year so it can so it is only one year removed from the Olympics, which requires players to give up time in consecutive summers. Second, the World Cup now ends closer to NBA training camp than in past years as the season has been slightly extended. The NBA has also increased the number of teams going overseas to start the season. Davis is scheduled to travel to China with the LA Lakers in October. Harden and Gordon are scheduled to go to Japan with the Houston Rockets in the preseason as well. Okay, so as I said, I have many points to make about this. Alright, so as I as I mentioned earlier, there are different reasons players play. And my biggest, it, 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 as I said earlier, I'm irked when I see certain players have certain goals for their career. They have the right to have whatever goals they want, whether it's make as much money as possible, win as many championships as possible, uh, stick with one team, play on as many teams as possible. Whatever, whatever their goals are, I'm good with. They, they can do that. Okay? But what does bother me is when, you know, when it comes time for legacies in the Hall of Fame, I don't care how many gold medals you won. Carmelo Anthony has three gold medals. No rings. And I, I would ask you, I would ask all of you this. If Carmelo Anthony retired today, I want to say, I want to say it's a five year waiting gap to possibly get into the Hall of Fame. Would you say he's a Hall of Famer? Some people I know would say yes. Some people I know would say no. 
Personally, I would say yes, but I'd, I'd be hesitant. Okay, because he, Carmelo just, to me, he's not a winner. He's just, he's just not a winner. I need, I need you to have rings. Because here's what you need to understand. Carmelo Anthony, you know, unfortunately for him, he came in a bad draft class. Or I should say not a bad draft, a very talented draft class. But unfortunately, you know, that draft class, you know, has a lot of successful players. LeBron, Wade, you know, it. you just... It, it's just it's just frustrating. Here here are the most NBA championships won. This is according to basketballreference.com, okay? I'm not gonna start with you know all those Celtics players, okay? Because we, we already know about that. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do current players. I'm gonna do current players. That's that's what I'm gonna do. And then I'll go back over the list later. Okay. Stephen Curry, three. Draymond Green, three. Udonis Haslam, three. Andre Iguodala, three. LeBron James, three. Sean Livingston, three. Patrick McCaw, three. Clay Thompson, three. Dwayne Wade, three. Well, he, you know, he's technically retired. Okay, but let's go back to the, let's go back to the top. I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at these. I'm gonna say these names. I'm gonna say some names. And you're automatically going to associate them with the Hall of Fame and greatness and winning and championships and success. Bill Russell. 11. Okay. Kareem. 6. Michael Jordan. 6. Scottie Pippen. 6. Kobe Bean Bryant. 5. Tim Duncan. 5. Derek Fisher. Five, Magic Johnson, five, Steve Kerr, five, Dennis Rodman, five, Manu Ginobili, four. Let's see, um, Kurt Rambis, four, Bill Cartwright, three, Bruce Bowen, fantastic defender, three. Tony Parker, four. Rick Fox, three. Uh, you know, these these players here, Kevin McHale, three. Byron Scott, three. Brian Shaw, three. James Worthy, three. These are players that we associate with success. These are players that we associate with winning. My issue is with with players that just get, you know, medals. And they, they I'm telling you, the NBA is seen as the greatest, it's seen, it's seen as the premier basketball league in the world. It's, it's the, it's pretty much agreed upon worldwide. You know, I don't know who number two or three is, but it's agreed that, you know, the NBA is the number one league because that's the league that has the most revenue for basketball okay and that's you know that's players come from all over to try to play in the nba because that's you know that's where you get the most dollars and things like that okay 
But what has to be, you know, what has to be understood is a medal and a ring are not seen as being equal. I'm I'm about as patriotic as anyone, okay? You know, having having the opportunity to represent my country in something, that's that's really an honor. I hope I have one day in in some area, okay? But when it comes to sports, the in the the players on Team USA, you know they play in, they play in the NBA, and you know they should go out and they should slay these countries. The Czech Republic, that's their first game on September first in Shanghai. The Americans play Czech Republic. I bet you, I guarantee if you asked a hundred people, if you showed them a world map and asked them to point out the Czech Republic, I'd say maybe, I would say maybe seven could do it. I'd say maybe seven would succeed. Who was in, in the Czech Republic? Who was who playing there that's going... That's going to challenge and command respect from the NBA. Those those players, relatively for their country, they're ballers. They can play. But when you're going against when you're going against the top in the world that play in the NBA, that play for Team USA, it's not it's not even close. I mean, th- these games they they just they toy with them. It's really ridiculous. And so I I look at this and to me I need if you play in the NBA and you're a star I need you to win I need you to have some rings in your possession. I need you to have NBA championship rings. I don't care about medals you have. Because you know Bill Russell he had, you know, he has 11 rings. He doesn't, he doesn't have enough fingers to put on, to put his his rings on. Okay? But let me ask you this. What if Bill Russell replaced those 11 rings with 11 gold medals? Do you think we'd be talking about him like the way we do? Do you think he'd be a guy who who presents the trope who presents the uh the trophy at the NBA Finals, he would not be as regarded or as respected or as revered as he is now. Medals, medals are nice. They're very nice. But that's not the important thing. Another point I wanted to make about this is, you know, you have the term load management coming up. And if you aren't familiar with that term, that's, you know, that's pretty much teams taking their their better players and just decreasing the number of games they play so they can save them for the most important games, like the playoffs. And that's kind of what the future is that's kind of what the future is about. You know there there were times and you know it it really kind of frustrates me where players just seem to have all of a sudden have they just seem to have gotten tired so much that 
you know, they want to shorten the season and they're, they're probably going to shorten the season and all of, and all of that. You know, these players, at the end, at the end of the day, they care, they care about the chance, they care about going to the playoffs. Because you look at, you look at Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker left. He was with, he was with the Hornets, okay? His owner was Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is very, very cheap, okay? He wasn't going to pay him big money. But, and also a big problem with Charlotte is one, it's a small, it's a maybe a medium-sized market or small, however you want to define it, but it's certainly not a big market. So you have to pay, so Michael Jordan, you have to pay players, you have to give them some reason to want to come to Charlotte. They're not, they're no, no stars thinking, man, I want to go to Charlotte. No, no one is thinking that it's not, it's not the greatest location. Okay. It's not LA. It's not New York. You know, you're not in Texas. You're not, you know, you're not in any big city. But anyway, Kemba Walker left because he was tired of losing. I believe that's one of the reasons he left. Kemba Walker can ball. He is a fantastic player. And you can give you can give someone all the money you can give someone all the money in the world. But when you when you consistently, you know, you just you're just known as a loser. You're on a lose you're you're the best player on a losing team. It gets annoying after a while. No one losing does not feel good. Especially when you do it over and over and over and over and you keep coming short and you keep coming short and you keep coming short and you keep on repeating the same thing. You keep trying, you work hard, but you know your efforts are going to be in vain. It no no one wants to be a loser. So, you know, these players, you know, they go they go to you know other teams where they can play with their friends and play with other stars. So, you know, one thing that helps, you know, look at the Lakers. Move away from Charlotte, let's go, let's come back to LA. Okay? You have LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Clippers, you have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Okay, you have guys that pass out the money. They don't care about the money that the NBA offers them. The 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 endorsements they get are enormous. They don't, they don't care about they don't care about the supermax. They 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 have they have no concern about it. They don't care. Players players now this this is my contention. Players now are focused on having the easiest road possible, playing with their buddies. And playing in a, you know, in a noticeable market. You notice that there are certain teams that just, they don't draw anyone. They draw no one. I mean, you might be thinking about Brooklyn right now, but you know, Kyrie, you know, he was, he's familiar with Brooklyn. He, he grew up there. 
Okay, that's that's kind of home for him. Durant, you know, he grew up in D.C., but it's still somewhat close. And him and him and Kyrie are friends. So, you know, these players, they're, they're worried about load, man, load management and, you know, they're trying to, they don't want to play as many games. They don't have to. Players don't want to go up and suit up against the Phoenix Suns. In, you know, in January. They don't, they don't want to go against, you know, they don't want to go against these bottom feeding teams. They, they, they don't care that, you know, they want to sit. Why, why work hard when I have, when I don't have to? That's one of the things I love about the NFL. The NFL is so amazing because every single game means anything, means everything. There's no such thing as, there's not really such a thing as load management in the NFL. You've only got 17 weeks. 16 games in one bye week. That's, that's all you've got. Okay, your star players can't really afford to rest. Football, football is a hard emotional game. And there's, you don't, you don't get many chances. You know, in basketball, in basketball, you can go on like a four game losing streak. Try doing, try doing that in the NFL. Try doing that in, in the NFL. People have you, oh, yep, they done. They're, they're, they're gonzo. You know, they're, you know, they're on it. The, they're going to lose the division. They're going to be out. You know, they're going to be, you know, a mess. They're going to, the best thing for them is they're going to get a high draft pick. So in the M- in the NBA, you have eighty two games. Okay, so you have these players where they're just like, you know what? I'm not. They don't want to play all eighty two. You know, it's not. In my opinion, in my opinion, these players just don't have the same passion that past players did. One because the money is just outrageously huge two there are so many other opportunities you know shoe deals um people you know they're worried about you know their brand you know everyone now has a brand everyone's got their own logo you know people you know you have rappers in the, in the NBA you know Lonzo he's to me he's more concerned about his music than he is about playing Lillard rapping uh, CJ McCollum has his podcast, which really isn't that bad. I actually encourage you guys to listen to it. But you know, these players, they're just, they're just not wired the same as play, you know, players of old. I mean, you don't have to go that far back. Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, when he was playing, he lived basketball. He ate basketball. He drank basketball. He slept basketball. He breathed basketball. That was, that, that was all he did. He just worked and worked and worked and practiced and practiced and practiced. And you know, Kobe, Kobe he's, he's one of the greats. He'll never be forgotten. Just, he may, he only got five rings. He didn't quite match Jordan. But Kobe's work ethic is second to none. Second 
to none. You look you look at these situ- you look at these situations, and it's like, man. Players now, you know, they you know they rest, they take it easy. They they just they the drive just isn't the same. It's just not the same anymore. And so with you know the stuff with Team USA, one of the reasons they don't want to play is because they know ultimately it doesn't matter. They don't care. They don't care about international basketball. They'd rather they'd rather do something else in the offseason. They'd rather drop a mixtape. They'd rather you know start start a business. Or you know if you're LeBron, you're worried about Space Jam too. So I'm going to be honest. This whole Team USA thing, it's starting to die. I mean, look at look at the replacements that they mentioned. In recent days, Team USA has made contact with a number of possible replacement players, including Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, and Aaron Gordon. I'm not saying these guys are scrubs, but they're not. These aren't really players that you go to games to see. I mean, when D'Angelo Russell was at was at Brooklyn, you went to see him because there was really nothing. There was really no one else there. You, I mean, you're not going to go see Kenny Atkinson. You're not going to go watch him coach. If there's any player that you were going to go watch while D'Angelo Russell was with the Nets, now he's with the Warriors. You 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 were going to go see D'Angelo Russell, but you know these players they aren't much of anything. Julius Randle, Aaron Gordon, who you know the, I'm telling you, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to diss these guys. They can ball. If you're in the NBA, you can ball. You are fantastic. But in terms of NBA caliber players, these guys are maybe third, fourth tier. Players just aren't, they're just not interested interested in it anymore. They don't care. Yeah, they all have their own reasons, but, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, it comes down to this. I could I have all these options, okay? I could either go play for Team USA, do that for a few weeks with, you know, training camp and all of that. Or I can do anything else. I can go on vacation. Um I can spend time with my family. I can I can just sit down. I can, you know, you, I can do whatever, and they would rather choose the whatever over Team USA, and that that's just where it's coming to. I just I don't see this Team USA. I don't see this Team USA trend just lasting too much longer. We're get we're getting we're scra- we're getting towards the bottom of the barrel here. No one. I mean, let's be real. No one is going to go. No one's trying to go see Marcus Smart play, Jalen Brown play, D'Angelo Russell play, Julius Randle play, Aaron Gordon play. They want to see the LeBrons. They want to see the Stephs. They want to see the Clays. They want to see the KDs. They want to see the Kawhis. They want to see. They want to see the big stars. And I, I just, I, I can't say when. I, I don't know. This is just me. Projecting towards the future, but this team, this team USA participation, it's dwindling. I mean, yeah, they're finding. See, here's the thing: they're finding players. Like right here, it says 
History would indicate that this is nothing new. This is part of our process, said Colangelo, who noted that the team had 12 new players for the 2010 World Cup in Turkey and 11 new players for the last World Cup in Spain in 2014. We're blessed with a lot of talent and we're very deep. We'll take the cards that were dealt. You have no choice but to take the cards that you're dealt. If you want to compete, you, you got to have a team. But I mean, you, you're not getting you're not getting the A-listers anymore. Okay, LeBron, he's done. You know, fans, fans, and people from other countries they want to see these big they want to see these big stars. Kyrie, KD, LeBron, Steph, Clay. You know the, these 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 hot commodities. They don't want to go see Julius Randle, you know, in the post. They don't want to see that. And that's no disrespect to Julius Randle. But I, I just, I, I don't see Team USA lasting for too much longer. I just, I just don't see it. it this, may, this may sound mean, this may sound rude. But world competition, you know, it's, it's beneath the United States. It's beneath the United States. Our star, the stars of, the players of Team USA are the stars in the NBA, which is the best league in the world. The agreed on, the agreed upon best league in the world. And you have players that you know they represent their country, and it's just it's not even close. You're you're going against A plus talent, you know, with and you've got you know you got your A players, but compared to them, compared to the stars of the NBA, the stars of Team USA. You're playing against B-level, C-level talent. It's, it's, it's just not the same. It's not the same. And I, I think Team USA is just about done. Now this story right here. I I don't... I have no clue. When I saw this, I I knew I had to talk about this. Originally, originally I talked about how I was going to talk about, you know, the rape camps and stuff like that. But, you know, the whole Brad, you know, I heard that Bradley Beal was going to get offered a thing from the Wizards. And I was like, oh, okay. I was going to talk about that. But then I saw this, I saw this, I saw the article by, by Brian Windhorst. And it's something that's been on my mind for a while about Team USA just not being as interesting anymore. Um, but, you know. I may do the rape camps some other time down the line. I recently, I recently just did uh, an episode on rape uh, allegations, and I got a lot of feedback on the uh, through the comments and stuff like that. So I appreciate that. Um, even even if we do disagree, I don't mind the disagreement. I don't mind, you know, you guys getting mad at me. I really don't care about that. I just, you know, dialogue is cool. You guys are listening to the entire episodes. That's great. But when it comes to this story, this is on globalnews.ca. This is by Josh K. Elliott. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to read to you the headline. And I just want you to, to envision this. Man shocks cashier after walking into Vermont shop completely naked. The man was but stark naked. I mean, th- this is something. 
I mean, I don't even know what to, I don't even know what to say. There's a video of this. There's a video of this. I encourage you to watch it. It's only like 48 seconds. I mean, this is this is just unbelievable. Okay, so the caption under the video is video out of Vermont coffee shop caught an unexpected purchase when a completely naked man from Pennsylvania entered the store to purchase some coffee. It's not illegal to be naked in public, and the cashier stayed calm, directing him to the coffee and where he could go swimming. Okay. So, this, so the the cashier was a girl, and if you see the video, she reacts unbelievably well. It's almost like this thing is staged, but you know, it's not. I I don't believe it is. But I mean, I just... I couldn't be- I couldn't believe the story. This guy obviously what this means. What this means. See, there's an entrance to the coffee shop. And this coffee shop is going to be on a street, okay? The street it's it's going to, you know, it's it's open to the public. So in order for this man to get into the store, he had to be on the street. So he was on the street naked just walking around walking around normally i mean just seriously the boldness you people want to talk you know i hear the term body positive and stuff like that this guy does not care this dude doesn't care this is unbelievable i'm i'm gonna try to read the article some people just aren't themselves without a coffee in the morning i don't know well, I, I assume so. I've never had coffee, but, you know, people, I see lines at coffee shops and Starbucks. You know, they're long and people are desperate and they're, you know, antsy and all of that. A Pennsylvania man showed a little too much of himself at a Vermont shop on Friday when he walked in completely naked and bought a cup of joe. The bizarre incident happened to br- at Bring You Vermont, a general store in the small town of Bennington. The store's owner, Ryan Hassett, says his 19-year-old daughter was running the register at the time. He praised her for staying calm throughout the man's visit, which would have been entirely uneventful if he'd been wearing clothes. I'm, I'm going to repeat this again. He was completely naked. This guy, he there's no underwear. No, no, no shirt. No hat. This This guy is, he's... You know, pretty much, pretty much, he w- this was Adam before Genesis three. Complete, completely naked, and 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 didn't care. I have no problem with somebody acting natural and stuff, has it told NBC Five News, but I'm encouraging people to come into. I'm not encouraging people to come in our establishment all natural, natural. And I actually don't encourage that because all, it's really disgusting. All natural is very, it's an, it's, it's an interesting lifestyle and it's totally different. It's totally different than, you know, just, you know, being naked. It's, it's a lifestyle. Okay. It's 
no, it's no shower. You don't shower. You don't brush your teeth. You like don't wash your hands. It's like there's so much that you don't do. Things that you ordinarily ordinarily do to keep your body clean, you don't do. You literally you literally just let it go. And it's it's just absolutely disgusting. Hassett has released security footage showing the naked middle-aged man buying a coffee and hanging out to chat with the cashier before strolling out with his cup of coffee in hand. One could argue that he's not entirely naked in the video, as he appears to be wearing glasses when he walks in. But he quickly takes them off when he starts talking to the cashier to ask her if the store sells coffee. Lord have mercy. We do, yep, it's right around the corner, the cashier says in the video. We have some drip coffee and we also have, oh, what is it, self-serve? The man interjects, yep, says the cashier. Okay, he says in a casual tone. The cashier does not mention his nakedness. I, I gotta be honest. This this girl couldn't I, I just if it were me, I would just if he asked me a question, I would just I I might be staring in just utter disbelief of what I'm looking at. I would swear up and down that I'm dreaming. Or I would and then after that I would just be like Sir or if it's a woman, ma'am, are you aware? That you are naked. That that would that would come out of my, that would come out of my mouth, and would I get in trouble from the store? Probably, I probably would because that's against company policy, you know, and things like that. But I would I would just be absolutely stunned. I'd be flabbergasted. I'd be floored. Of what I'm looking at, I, 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 I just, I wouldn't be able to wrap my head around the fact that there's a guy just casually naked talking to me as if, you know, as if it's just an, as if it's just another day and just another moment and just another interaction in his life. The man pours himself a, a coffee, then returns to the counter to pay for it. He appeared to be carrying a wallet in one hand and he obviously did not have any did not have pockets. The naked man asked the woman to recommend a swimming destination, then strolls out of the store. Alright, see you later, he says. Alright, take care, she says. As of this writing, the man's identity and motivation have not been revealed. Bennington, Vermont outlaws lewd behavior, but public nudity alone is not illegal. The town is in the southwestern part of Vermont, near a national forest. It's also a 35-minute drive away from the nearest nude beach. However, the naked man would have needed a car to get there, and he clearly didn't have any places to hide a set of keys. That's what I'm saying. This guy was just walking down the street naked. I, 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 can't, I can't even... I can't wrap my head around that. I don't know what I would do if I just saw someone walking naked. And, you know, it's just, man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, this, this, I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't even know how to feel about this. Is it funny? 
is it strange? Yes, it's strange. It's strange because because this wouldn't be news. Okay, because this this is not a normal thing. Wow. I mean, he really just did that. He he really just went into the store naked and he just held a conversation, you know, just like as if they were talking about the weather. This is unbelievable to me. I, I, man, you know, sometimes I like to say, I, you know, you've, I've seen it all now. And, you know, every time I say that, something else blows my mind later down the line. It could be a day later, a week later, a month later. It could be a year later. I've never seen anything like this. This guy was walking in public naked. I mean, you know, they said they talked about how it's, you know, not allowed. I mean, how it's, you know, not illegal. But this right here, this is, see, here's the thing. Who, let's be real, who has, and I don't want to hear about nude beaches, because at nude beaches, Everyone's naked. It's easy to be naked in a group of naked people. That's very easy. Because you're not really drawing attention to yourself. It's like, oh, they're naked, they're naked, they're naked, they're naked, they're naked, I'm naked, he's naked, she's naked. We all naked. This is different. This guy is in public in a place where people are clothed, you know, like normal situations and normal days and normal occasions. This guy is all by himself naked. This is this is unbelievable to me. To just can we can we just can we just talk about the level of confidence that this man had? Either the it's either confidence or just you know not caring. This is almost like one of those things where it's like, you know, if you were to die tomorrow, what would you do? This guy might know that he's going to this I'm not saying he's going to die tomorrow, but I'm saying, you know, it could be a situation where he's like, you know, I've only got so much time to live. I'm just going to do whatever I, I'm just going to do whatever I want. I don't care about the law. I don't care about rules. I don't care about norms. I don't care about anything. I'm just going to do me. And he just he just strutted his stuff naked. Un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. Have I ever gone to a nude beach? No. And I have no intention of ever going to a nude beach. Because one, I just... It's not something I really want to see. Because what you have to understand about nude beaches... Or just human bodies overall... Okay, you're not going to be seeing a bunch of tens. You're not going to be seeing a bunch of Adonises. And a bunch of Aphrodites. You're not going to be seeing a bunch of, you know... Giselle Bunchins. You're not going to be seeing a bunch of things and a bunch of people who are, you know, up there in the upper echelon of looks and beauty. You're going to see body types of all types. You're going to see land whales. You're going to see walking sticks. You're going to see elephants. You're going to see, you know, pretty much every type of body that you can imagine, you're going to see that. And it's like, could, it's like, could I really do that? 
Could I really just go? Could I really just go look at people? You know, just look at complete strangers that I that I have no investment in at all. And I just, I, just, I, I don't know, I don't know. But I would, if I, if I ever go to a nude beach, it would probably be on accident. And even then, I don't know how that would happen. Um. Yeah, but I, I just, I, I don't know what to say about this. I don't know what to say about this. Um. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm absolutely speechless. I have no clue what to say about this. I, I, I think this is a good place to end the episode because I'm, I'm out of words. I'm absolutely out of words. I have nothing to say about this. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And, uh, you know, if you're going to go in public, you know, keep your clothes on.